Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your regular host, Chris McPherson, and today we're going to get into the depths of the Newcastle Rugby League and the action that's gone before us in the abbreviated version of Round 2 with a couple of games washed out and postponed to later in the year. Um, we'll also catch up with the Cessnock Captain Coach, newly appointed in 2022, Harry Saker, uh, talking all things uh, being a dual international as well as the Denton Engineering Cup and uh, Cessnock's season thus far as well as a look to the round ahead. And we'll bring it all home with a uh, good friend of the show in Luke Hansaker, the uh, Raymond Terrace half, uh, who is also on their, he's their com- on their committee and also their co-coach of their C-grade team. Uh, great to hear about the expansion of the Raymond Terrace Club in season 2022. Uh, of course, make sure, as always, to keep jumping onto our socials to keep up to date with everything League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter and League Castle AUS on Facebook. We will be running a competition, which if you listen through till the end of the show with the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League segment, talking to Luke Hansaker, there's a competition in there. We'll try and rewrap it at the end of the show. But as always, a big thanks to everyone who's tuning in. Make sure to try and share the show to a friend. But without any further ado, let's get into the Denton Engineering Cup Statsman Recap. So it is that time of the week where we'd normally bring on our stats man, but he is still, uh, I was going to say MIA, but MIA is probably unfair on Josh. Uh, He is still caught up with other commitments. He will be back on the show hopefully next week, uh, commitments allowing work-wise, etc. But he sent through his uh, stats man, stats of the week snapshot from round two and only a few games that that, that went ahead last week. Uh, It's been a, a very disjointed start to the season, as, as many fans would be aware. So just the two games out of five getting underway and, and going ahead. So first up, Wes, uh, they went down for the second game this season, uh, coming up against a strong Maitland Pickers side. West looked to shift the ball side to side really well early. They scored through Fio in the corner uh, early on, but it was Maitland's edges that were much more clinical throughout this game as they ran out 24 points to six Winners scoring all four tries on the edges through their two wingers. Uh, the three points for Josh's stats man of the year go to James Bradley. A hat trick, 220 metres from 15 runs, three tackle busts and two forced errors. Absolutely dominant on his edge uh, as he was last season and uh, an early uh, shout for leading try scorer trying to claim that back from Perry LeBrock. Uh, we had two points going to Dan Langbridge, 165 metres on 16 carries. Uh, winning 11 tackles, 12 runs for 8 metres plus, um, and one try assist. So a great outing for Dan. And the one point going to a clean sweep for the Maitland Pickers, Matt Soper-Lawler. Two line break assists, one try assist, three tackle busts, three offloads, 90% tackle efficiency, 11 carries for 114 metres, sorry, and winning 89% of his rucks. So... Um, an honourable mention to Faitoa um, off the bench for Maitland. He had a team high eight tackle busts and top team in top the team in the kick pressures also, as well as 108 metres, which coming from the bench at a rate of 90% of wins of carries is 
a really impressive uh, display. And, and that's all Maitland go two from two. And a lot of people have got them alongside our next winners as the uh, early premiership favourites. But of course, we are yet to see a couple of the sides in action. Um, so it's really hard to judge at this point. But hopefully we'll see five from five games this week and we will pull those games apart as we catch up with Harry Saker shortly from the Cessnock Goannas. But speaking of the Cessnock Goannas, they're also two from two. Uh, they were 44-16 to 16 winners over Lakes United. The scoreline, uh, very flattering in Cessnock's favour. A very hard-fought game. Lakes uh, probably deserved to be a little bit closer, but Cessnock definitely deserving winners. Uh, the three points here goes to the edgeback rower, Jaden Young. Uh, he got a double, a line break, multiple tackle busts, and a couple of offloads. Uh, Ryan Potts, the standout for Lakes. He got two points. He got two tries, two line breaks, a line break assist, a try assist, zero errors, and one forced dropout, and 87% uh, tackle efficiency. So a real standout from Potts. He's a, a real rising star at the Lakes United Club. And Sione Nahi got the last point for his impact up the middle. Um, he had a line break and a try assist from that line break, a couple of offloads. Um, and although Josh isn't running the stats for Cessnock, uh, he had his tackle bust at over seven. Um, and most tackles he's attracting at least three defenders, so drawing numbers in, which is obviously a, a key sort of uh, sub-efficiency. So um, a really strong performance from Sione Nahi there. And uh, well done to Cessnock on a... A comprehensive win that sees them sitting first on points difference over Lakes United. Uh, we'll have a bit of a run-through of the ladder. Uh, as I said, just the two games this round. And uh, in round one, we only had uh, a similar sort of um, card. We had three games, only five games completed so far. The ladder sees, as I said, Cessnock on top there on four competition points. Two wins from two games, plus 32. Uh, Maitland also plus 32, but Cessnock with the greater four, which they're using as the differentiator. They're also on four points. Um, so Cessnock have got 58 points for 26 against. Maitland, 48 points for 16 against. Wong, they are also undefeated in third. One win from one attempt. They're on two competition points. Points differential of four. And then we've got the remaining seven teams all on zero with Souths, Curry, and Macquarie yet to feature um, in a match. The entrance, they've just played the one game for a loss to Wyong, so they've got minus four. Central lost in round one to Maitland. As I said, West, they lost both of their games, round one to Cessnock and round two to Maitland. And Lakes, just that one loss, but a comprehensive one, uh, seeing their points differential sitting at minus 28 and seeing them in 10th currently. But hardly a true reflection until we get many more games under the belts for these sides, and, and we'll watch to see those. But a big thanks to Josh for sending through his notes. Uh, as I said, uh, we'll aim to have Josh back on the show next week, but we'll take a short break and uh, start to have a bit of a look at the Cessnock Goannas, their season so far, and the preseason as well, as well as what to see, uh, what to look forward to ahead. So after the break, we'll be back with Harry Saker from the Cessnock Goannas. All right, time to dig into the Denton Engineering Cup, and we are fortunate enough to be joined by the, uh, I was going to say new, but you've been at the helm for a little bit now, Harry, uh, the new captain coach of uh, the Cessna going is Harry Saker. Harry, welcome to League Castle, and um, welcome to Newcastle and the Denton Engineering Cup, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Mate, uh, how's it been? Uh, a bit of a transition. Obviously, you know, you, you played through the professional ranks. I think you were last out at Mudgee out there playing, working in the mines. Now to come a bit more coastal and, you know, step into the Denton Engineering Cup and at the helm of, of Cessnock in, in what I'm going to take a punt based on my little bit of research is your, is your first major coaching gig. Yeah, it is, mate. It is. It's uh, first major coaching. You've had a little bit of um, coaching juniors and, and stuff like that, which is 
sort of nothing compared to what the Newcastle comp is. So it's uh, definitely a step up from what I'm used to, but uh, the club's been great. I've had a, a couple of older heads that have been helping me behind the scenes as well, which is um, very grateful for. So at the moment, I'm, I'm really loving my time up here. And um, yeah, it's a good spot. Uh, lovely, mate. And before we get into the footy, mate, I, I do want to have, you know, it's one of those random bits of uh, um, rugby league, we'll call it uh, trivia, but mate, how, how is it being a dual-code international, Pol- Polish rugby league and rugby league, I believe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not too sure how to answer that one, mate. It's, um, it's a bit of a different, different vibe, I think, but there's not too many Polish players at all, so I think I'm pretty lucky there. Yeah, I think I think we've got a, a couple of others that float around the traps. I think uh, maybe Ethan Niscott, who I think he's still at Curry, was was in that squad that you played in, in Emerging Nations in twenty eighteen. Yeah, he was. Yep, yep, he was in our squad. Um, yeah, everyone else it was a, it was a, it was a different sort of um, mix. We sort of got trained together through Lee Addison and and come together for a week beforehand, and from every every sort of part of Australia, really. So um, it's actually a really really fun little tournament. But I think. Ziggy was probably the only only other kid from Newcastle uh, in that team. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's a few from a little bit further afield in uh, Group 21 and stuff. I think like big uh, Al Kowalski and a few of those guys that are involved. So, but yeah, no, mate, it was yep. a great great tournament to have in Australia at the time. I went down and, and caught some of it. So was it was it something that had sort of sat there for you, or was it just an opportunity that presented with the Polish heritage and you thought, geez, this is a good opportunity to, you know, I guess play some international rugby league and, and represent a bit of your heritage. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, for me, like my grandfather was a prisoner of war when when Hitler took over uh, Poland, so uh, it was a pretty proud moment for myself and, and my dad. Um, and something that we ended up going through undefeated, which was, I guess, it was, it was good as well. But um, singing the anthem and, and all that sort of stuff, you get the goosebumps, and it was, um, like I said, just a really proud moment for me. It's something that I really enjoyed doing. So I was fortunate enough from that tournament uh, to get a call from the Poland Rugby Union, and they took me over to the to Warsaw and I, and I played and, and lived over there for probably eight weeks of the year and, and got to play and experience international rugby over there, which I thought was um, really, really enjoyable, really, really honourable for myself and something that I'll, I'll never forget. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, mate. And as you say, great to be able to honour that heritage and, and the family, I guess, the, the, the tribulations that, the, that your grandfather would have gone through by pulling on that Polish jersey. So a really good story, mate. Uh, let, let's jump back to the, the, the black and gold jersey, though, mate. Uh, Cessnock, you know, you want, I think you might be the only side, um, or yourselves and Maitland that have Maitland maybe West that have got two games in so far. There's still a few sides that are yet to play, but even the, the better story out of it is you're sitting top of the table with two wins, um, a fairly fairly comfortable win in the end over Lakes last week. But uh, how's it been hitting the ground um, in the Denton Engineering Cup, and obviously be pretty satisfied with with a win over West and Lakes respectively. Yeah, there were two um, two pretty tough games, to be honest. I think uh, Lakes, we we probably started a little bit slow and then ended up getting over the top of them. And, and in the last half hour, we had a lot of guys that um, that haven't played a bit of first grade, so they got a bit of, fair bit of time out. So the last last sort of half, half hour, 20 minutes, was pleasing to see them boys come on and still do their job. But again, in the round one, we, we still had a fair few blokes missing. I, I sort of went down on the Wednesday. Corey Barber was missing and... Uh, Harvey Neville, who played on the weekend, was missing. So we had a fair few out for there as well. So it's a sort of mentality. We're sort of scrapping for what we're getting, which is really pleasing that we're getting wins. And, and I don't think we're probably there just yet. Uh, we've still got a lot of improvement. So to be getting wins and, and playing games in, in those circumstances is, uh, is really pleasing. 
Yeah, and c- certainly, um, you know, coming into the competition and, and getting those wins, you'd have to, as, as you said, be very happy, mate. Um, but that, that, and we talked about uh, one of the players before, and I won't give him too much of a rap, but uh, those, those next, that next bloke up mentality, I suppose, at the last minute coming in, and Pat Robards, we talked about him before, mate, he had to be paying at least high four figures, if not five figures, to, to get a try, that I be the first try scorer in round one, mate. But that's obviously got to really please you as well, having those guys step in at the last minute and still chalk those wins. Yeah, ma- massive effort from them boys. Paddy Robards, it was a it was a halfback try that he ended up getting. So he hit the treadmill for the last end, but he, he was just something about Paddy. You know what you're going to get with him, kind of thing. So and like I said, it's it, it is a next up man next up uh, mentality. So I'm pretty confident that whatever's underneath what I've got in that team will come up and do a really good job for us. And Paddy did that uh, round one, and and to be honest, he was probably one of our better players. So. It's a real credit for him. He's, he's someone that's worked hard. He came in late, but he worked hard and, and sort of earned that spot. So, it's, it's again, it's another pleasing sort of scenario for myself to be able to give someone like that a, a jersey. Yeah, well, not not surprising he's got a halfback's try, but he is a halfback trapped in what is definitely a front rower's body. I won't let him get away with anything other than that, Paddy. But, <laughs> mate, in terms of the, the squad, you've got quite a bit of experience, both guys that have been around the local competition in recent years, the likes of, you know, Josh Charles and, and Reed Hugo that have been there for quite a while. Um, you've also brought in Peter Godinay, Sam Mateora. Um, there's a few of these other guys that have come in as well. Um, and then you've got some of the young guys, like Sir Harry O'Brien, who's been around, Hanetti Tua, who's not necessarily a young guy, but he's got plenty of experience in good competitions. Has that been a key, getting that sort of balance right in the mix? Yeah, well, to be honest, when I took the squad over uh, last year when COVID finished, I tried to re-sign everyone that was there. Um, and obviously, you can't keep everyone every year. So what, what we lost, I tried to replace a bit of a like-for-like. So... Um, we do have a, a couple of handy young footballers coming through. So with Peter Godinay and, and Semi Matawara, they offer a lot of experience. And for them younger guys, someone like Hayden Regan, to be able to learn off Peter Godinay, it's, it's going to be invaluable for him and for the club moving forward. It's something that we probably needed. We didn't have too many uh, senior blokes with NRL experience. So to be able to get a couple like him and, and, and Semi Matawara is massive for us and the club. And, and they really helped me out game day and, and training-wise lifting the standard and and sort of setting the tone. So, um, Sammy Matawara, I think something like 18 months, he hasn't played football for a, pretty, a very long time, and, and he's been one of our better players. So, um, he's probably someone that he, he, he's a little bit um, underdone, obviously not playing for so long, but what he offers in, in terms of experience and off the bench, he's been been pretty big for us in the first couple of rounds. So, yeah, it's been good. Joshy Charles as well, like, worked really hard over the off-season, got himself really trim, and, and he's playing some really good football as well. He's taken over 10, 12 carries a game, which is massive for, for the amount of work he does as a big boy on the wing, so yeah, I'm wrapped for him as well. He's certainly a big-bodied winger, and, and that, that experience as well, mate, two guys who've probably played a lot of high-level footy without breaking into the NRL, you know, we're talking New South Wales Cup sort of stuff in, in Hanetti Tour, and obviously Sam Clune, the, the brother of Adam Clune, who a lot of our listeners will know is at the Knights, uh, is having that experience alongside yourselves as well probably underrated? Obviously, those other names we know they've played NRL like yourself. Um, that's adding another layer too, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, and Eddie's a professional, so he, he's still in with the Knights now. He played Cup on the weekend, so we missed him. But to have him around, and, and like I say, it's, it's it's a good mix where we've got a couple of young guys coming through that can sponge these blokes. So it's big for me. Um, Obviously, I haven't played the first two, so someone like Sammy Clune really stepped up and, and taken a hold of the team, which has been really good. So he's um, he's probably sitting there with, with uh, Kendall as probably our two two better players for the start. So um, Kendall Faye's learning 
as he goes, he's normally a fullback that's been sort of thrust into the six and seven jersey, and he uh, he hasn't put a foot wrong as yet. So I think Sammy Clune's really sort of helping him out on game day. And like I said, he's just a good young kid. He's learning and, and sponging off them them sort of guys. So their experience is invaluable, mate. You might have to um, have, a, have a hard word with the coach, mate, as to whether you get a spot back in the side by the sound of it. I'm, I'm coming back through the Reggies, I think. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. I might not get my jersey back. Yeah, l- <laughs> lucky you've got in with the coach, right? <laughs> Mate, let, let's let's have a look at, ahead to this weekend, and you know, as we speak, the sun's shining outside, but we know that the rain schedule for the weekend to return and, and get us back to our status quo. Hopefully, um, we can get all five games on for the first time this year. But let's first talk about your game. It's a big game, Macquarie yet to take the field in in 2022, but they're a side certainly that you can't underestimate. They were right up there when the whips were cracking before the season was canned last year. What are you expecting this week? It's your third home game in a row. Um, what are you expecting yep. in terms of coming up against the Scorps and, you know, or is it just a matter of focusing internally at the moment? Um, I, I try not to focus too much on, on other sides during the early part of the season. Obviously, they've got a very handy football team, but I just feel for us, um, if we get our stuff right, we're, we're not a bad football side as well. So, focus is, is basically on us. Like I said, we, we probably haven't hit our straps for the first two games, which no one really does early in the season, but what we're doing really well is completing and, and sort of competing on everything. So if I can keep that mentality going in, I think I think we'll worry a fair few teams without having to worry too much about what they're going to do to us kind of thing. So um, every, everything for the first sort of month is, is about us and, and getting us right. So uh, in saying that, they, they are a good football team. They do have a, a lot of handy footballers. I really like their forward pack and, and Kerry Holland at the back. And um, someone like Will Lusick coming up from the country, is, uh, I think he's a very underrated player and, I think he'll uh, he'll be really good in this competition. So definitely someone uh, that we've got to watch. Yeah, you can't sort of take them lightly. So I, I expect them to be really good and, and definitely a step up from what we sort of have played. So um, it'll be a good challenge for where we're at uh, as a football team. Yeah, certainly be good and, and probably happy to get them a little shorter run. Never hurts, mate. So. Um, let's have yeah. a quick quick run over the other four games, mate. I'll get a, a quick tip, and I know you haven't seen everyone yet, but I'm, I might ask you just to throw a dart blindly, that, which, you know, that, that works out as well as well as my t- any of my tipping formulas. So, <laughs> right, the, um, yeah. the Bar TV to his match of the round is Wyong up against Lakes. Obviously, you saw Lakes last week. Wyong, we know they're, you know, the experience of the likes of Mitch Williams, who's been around at this level for quite some time. Um, they've brought in yeah. Steve Gordon and Henry Penn, who are both um, bona fide stars in their own right. Uh, alongside the, the players that they've already got, like Terence Seu. Seu. Mate, do you think that they're going to be too strong at home, Wong, or will Lakes, you know, as you said, that scoreline probably a little bit flattering to you guys last week, will they step up and possibly chalk a win? I think Lakes will step up, but I, I can't see Wong getting beat there, mate. They're, they're a fair outfit, so I'd probably go Wong there. Lovely, mate. Next up, and, and the, the other Central Coast side, they've got a tough trip up to Maitland Sports Ground on Saturday afternoon. Maitland, the other undefeated side with two wins on top of the ladder with yourselves. Again, a team stacked with experience, talent, the stewardship of Matt Lantry as well. They've been the team to beat for the last couple of years, You know whether it was in the, the original President's Cup or whether it's been in Newcastle. How, how are the entrants going to step up to take on Maitland? Um, I think I'll go all right. I, I, I think Maitland will win. They're, they're a really, really good outfit. Like I said, that they've they've had a team together for sort of three years, three four years now, which you can sort of see in the way they play when it goes bad. They sort of all know how each other plays, and they're a really good football side. So I can't see them getting beat, but I don't mind the entrance. They're they're a tough sort of scrappy team. I think they in a, in a bad conditions they went really toe to toe with Wong. So uh, 
I think it'll be a bit closer than what people think, but I think Maitland will get the win. Yeah, I think, I think the entrance one of those sides, especially if, if wet weather comes into it, they can really drag some teams into a grind. We saw that a couple of times last year. If they can stay in the fight early, then they'll stay in it for 80 minutes. But otherwise, yeah. you know, if you get on top of them early, that can be you know, somewhat of a key depending on, on who they've got on deck. Uh, the other Saturday game at Sleepy's Day, a big charity day for CS. They tend to turn out in droves irrespective of rain, hail or shine. So they'll have a big support for um, their game against Central Newcastle. Uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of either of these sides um, as of yet with, with washouts in, in round one um, and round two for South and Central just going down to Maitland in round one, mate. Is it gonna be, do you think it'll be the, the Lions at home or Central with some of those um, those bigger names that they've recruited? Obviously, the Walsh brothers in the halves and Kaya Cooper in the centres. Uh, do you think that'll be the visitors getting that one done? Yeah, I, I like Central. Um, I watched their game against Maitland. I think that Kaya Cooper is... He's probably going to be one of the best players in this comp. He, he's a freak, so I like what he does. And then, obviously, with Walshie and, and Junior up front, and they're, they're a pretty handy football side, so I'd expect them to be going pretty pretty deep into the semis this year. No, excellent, mate. I, like, uh, I don't mind South. I've got a, a little mate, probably Dave Bruin, that Cam Scott off the bench, so hope, hope, hopefully he goes well and they can get a win. But, yeah, I, I like Central, mate. All right, mate. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it with a Central tip. The final game of the round's on Sunday. It's a standalone Sunday game. It's West versus Curry. You took on West in round one. They're much improved from the way they started last year. Curry, a little bit of an unknown. They've brought in some some young country boys. I'm not sure if you've got any insight of if you've come across too many of those guys around your travels. But um, I think Curry, you know, th- these games tend to be a grind, low scoring, and it's, it's a bit of an anomaly of Newcastle Rugby League. I've noticed in recent years, whenever West and Curry tend to play against each other, it's wet, it's muddy, and it's a grind. So it's it's right on schedule on Sunday. It is, mate. Yeah. I, I... I've played with a couple of guys that Curry have recruited. They've recruited some handy footballers. I think the the new coach will probably do pretty good for them as well. So, um, in saying that, we played West and they were, they were a tough side. They they worked hard. Obviously, Toddy Lowry's got them working, working for each other, which is good. So, I, I think West will get the win there, mate. Excellent, mate. Well, that that rounds out what is round three, mate. Uh, good luck to your boys. Hopefully, for your sake, you can make it three from three. Although, I'm sure Steve Kidd will have his boys all fired up to... Uh, get the upset on the road. So it'll be an absolute cracker up there at Baddeley Park. And uh, the good news is that you guys are, are probably the most likely to get on if any, if any are postponed. So it's always good for you guys to, to keep getting games in the bank. But appreciate your time, mate. Good luck for the season ahead. And uh, hopefully we can catch up with you during the year as you as you continue to go on a winning run. And we might even try and pop down to training and uh, maybe give Paddy Robards a microphone and see what he can do with uh, <laughs> running some mayhem down there. What do you reckon? Yeah, sounds good, mate. Sounds good getting to work. All right, mate. Thank you very much, and good luck for the rest of you. We'll talk to you soon, Harry. Legend. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for that, mate. Big thanks to Harry there jumping on the podcast. We'll take a short break, and we will be back with the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League featuring Luke Hansaker from the Raymond Terrace Magpies. All right, after a bit of a false start last week with the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. We are here to look ahead to round two, which will be the first round of the competition after round one's been rescheduled a couple of weeks through to the Anzac weekend. And after talking A and B grade predominantly last week, we thought we'd get someone on to talk about some of the other grades. And we're going to dig into the C grade and Northern Conference. And who better than, uh, oh, he's almost a, a regular on the show over the last couple of years, uh, Raymond Terrace, C grade uh, co-coach, Luke Hansaker. Mate, uh, welcome back to League Castle. Thanks, Chris. Hey, good to have me back, mate. That certainly does feel like that. Uh, one, or, one or two times a year at the moment. 
Good. Oh, mate, we, we, we wanted to get um, someone on from the terrace that could, you know, put, put some uh, cohesive sentences together and um, not take the piss out of me quite as much. So we left Brooke, Brooke a, a wide berth. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a good thing. And, 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 I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say that now, but I won't say it when I'm in front of him because he's too big. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel you. Right, um, the, the good thing for everyone in this day and age, though, with Brook, is you can outrun him as he's gotten a little bit slower. I mean, what is what is he now? Mid-40s, Brook? Yeah, I think he's 43. You can outrun him, but you can't outfight him. That's the problem. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if, you ever, if you ever get caught in a dead end or you know he gets hold of you, you're in trouble. Just yeah, stay at arm's length and you, you should be all right. But yeah. he's, mate, he can still That's put right. a shot on the big fella. But anyway, an, enough waxing lyrical about the um, one of the most seasoned veterans of the competition. Mate, how are things looking at the terrace? Two teams in the men's and two teams in the women's this year. So numbers, mate, um, training space would be an absolute premium out there at uh, Lakeside Oval. Yeah, it certainly is at the moment. We, um, we're looking really, really good numbers-wise. We're, we're really pleased with how the club's coming along in, just in general. Um, yeah, numbers, but, you know, we're looking at you know, sort of mid-50s registered for the, for the male team and obviously two of the girls' team. So, we, um, yeah, as a committee and as a club, like, we're, we're really happy with the direction that we're sort of running in. So, yeah, really good. And we're talking off the air, mate. There's, there's a, I guess, a bit of a focus with you saying Brooke stepped up to uh, lead the club yourself and Brooke coaching. There's a real focus on getting back to, I guess, uh, not at the exclusion of others, but really building back to that old terrace culture with a lot of the old terrace names and, and trying to get some of those people back around the club and, and supporting the club, even if it's not back on the field for some of the guys that are a little bit probably uh, longer in the tooth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously this club's got a, a fairly, fairly proud history of, you know, being in Tui's Cup and been through some tough times as well. So, you know, with Brooks, with Brooks' lead, we're, we're really trying to get back to that, you know, that old culture, that Tui's Cup culture that we used to have within the club when, you know, when I was a young fellow running around, mate, you couldn't move up on the hill here when there was a, when there was a game here. So we really want to try and get back to there. And, you know, I think we're, we're well on our way at the moment, which is good to see. Yeah, mate, it, um, it'd be great to see the terrace building back. And I, I think it's something that the competition's missed and we've talked about it a few times. There's been a few clubs that have sort of offered, offered a bit of a shining light and then sort of faded away where it looked like they were growing. You know, not necessarily being a district club, but just being a really strong club with multiple sides. And I think the terrace being strong there has obviously been a couple of other sides go by the wayside um, in recent years in those areas. You know, the likes of Stockton, we see Malibula in recess this year. So... Um, really key having you know a couple of good sides there. It's great to have the Hawks obviously a little bit further up the road, but I think having the terrace strong is is a good sign for for local footy and certainly for the Newcastle and Hunter comp. So two sides in there, mate. And um, what can we expect to see from those two sides? I guess in in twenty twenty two, is there you know, going to be a development? Is there you know a, a certain style of football you're looking at, or is it just about getting back to you know competing and and you know being there at the business end of the season? Look, we're um we've got a really really good mixture at the moment of um, of experienced guys in our team and also young guys that have come through the junior development system at the terrace um, and also um, a, a mix a good mix of, of terrace juniors um, and local guys that have come back from the likes of the Aston West and these sort of stuff and they and they want to play back at the terrace which is really really good to see um, and I think it talks. Our volumes about you know, our culture and what we have going here at the club that you know guys actually want to come back from these major competitions and play with us so we um and we've had a really really good off season we've um like we, we sort of regularly see you know 30 35 blokes at training even for fitness which is pretty well unheard of um in the last sort of four or five years around the club here so as i, as I mentioned before we're really happy sort of as a as a club the direction that we're sort of being pointed in so um, aiming to be a, 
you know, we're, we're a fairly big team this year. We, we want to be fit and we want to be mobile across the, both teams. So um, that's sort of where we're aiming to be. Uh, great to hear, mate. And um, as you say, you know, having that good mix is great to see and having those players coming back to their roots at the terrace, obviously, um, really good. And, yeah, great, great. I guess, building blocks and be interesting to see um, how, I guess, it, it pans out. But, you know, based on, on, you know, talking to you previously and, you know, I'd certainly think that your guys and your expectation will be, especially in that C-grade side that you're coaching, that you will be uh, right there when the whips are cracking in, in that C-grade comp. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Like I said, we have um, we have picked up quite a number of really, really good signings. So I don't want to go saying too much, but um, we're really looking forward to the season, mate. Excellent, mate. Now that's what we like to hear. Well, let's let's have a bit of a look, mate. Um, I guess at the the C grade competition, and um, it's a little bit hard because some sides have had multiple trials, some have had barely any, and it's really hard to get a bit of a guide on them, but. Mate, um, a couple of sides to start with that I'll talk about. One is the, um, well, I call it a bit of a local rivalry, but Fingal Bay, obviously, um, you know, there's there's been players transition over the years between both clubs and um, there's, you know, probably a, a fairly healthy respect between the two clubs, but no love lost when you do come up against them. What are you expecting from the uh, from the Bombies in, in 2022? Yeah, look, I haven't played the Bombies for a couple of years, but um, I was lucky enough to go away with a couple of the boys up to Grafton, the country champ, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Dooley and, Raz the big fella, and they say I sort of expect them to be you know a big a big team and a mobile team. Um, they're definitely dangerous. I, I you know I see me me good mate Bowie Earls going back there, which is is good back to his um, back to beginners for Bowie. So um, yeah, mate, I'm expecting them to be a big physical quick team. So they're always pretty competitive, especially at home there too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see with uh, Bo, another good friend of the show, whether or not he's been on his uh, Maccas or any Maccas diet, whether he's a front rower or a second rower in, in uh, 2022, mate. Yeah, I see, I see he's, um, he's waiting for a shoulder shoulder off, so that might slow him up a bit this year too. So I mentioned something on Facebook maybe yesterday or the day before that his surgery's been put off. So, yeah, the big fella might have to, might have to wait a few more months to get on the paddock. Did say that. I'm not, not sure. Are they, are they installing some shoulders or what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure they might be. Yeah. Poor, poor Bo. He cops a fair, fair rap from. His, he's actually a champion bloke, as you say. So anyway, we'll move along, mate. To a couple of the other sides that you've, you've probably come across in recent years in different grades, and uh, Walls End and West Walls End, two sides that have both have you know a number of experienced guys. Obviously, the likes of Jeremy Lowe, who's been around almost as long as Brooke uh, for Walls End Maryland, and then Big Kai Yunkies, you know, always that leader for West Walls End. And neither of these sides with that sort of experience, irrespective of the other pieces on there on the field, can you ride off it at any point in the season, mate? Mate, it's, it's been that long since I've played any of those teams. I think the last time we played Wolves in Maryland, um, Owen Craigie was playing for him. So mate, it's been a very long time. So I'm not quite sure what to expect out of any of those teams, to be honest with you. Well, I good. know they're always physical and you know, the crowd really get into up down at Wolves in Maryland. So, um, yeah, a physical and abusing crowd, I'll probably probably put it that way for Wolves in Maryland and West Walls End I don't think I've ever played them mate to be honest with you oh, you're in for an eye out no, the crowd down there is just, just as um, just as warm and welcoming oh, perfect uh, no both, both very passionate fan bases mate uh, the good news is when you would have played against them with Owen Craigie Jeremy Lowe would have been this, one of the seasoned veterans then so a bit like Brooke you know <laughs> you know, Brooke was getting around at that point because that would have been probably the A grade days as well and Brooke was you know he was, he was a veteran at that point I mean I, I think I remember dealing with Brooke Geez, when I when I was running first grade touchlines when I first came to Newcastle in two thousand and eight, maybe. Um, yeah. Actually, before then it would have been two thousand and five. 
So yeah, um, I did witness. Yeah, mate, I love, play, I love playing against those old school. You know, those old school players that have been around forever. Hard as nails on the field, mate. But as soon as you get off the field and have a beer and a, and a laugh and a yarn and you know, happy days, I, I really enjoy that part of football, mate. I, I think that's probably a lot of the reason why you know why I've stuck around so long because I just I enjoy that um, that post football beer and catch up with the boys, whether yeah. they be on the same team or different team, mate. That's very much enjoyed. That's that's what this Newcastle Hunter competition is built on. Is that sort of you know. Beat, beat the living daylights out of each other and then go and have a beer sort of thing. And and I think it's best epitomised by some of those guys that have been around. Some of the uh, more recent entrants into the competition in terms of players, not teams, sometimes forget that. Some of the younger bucks and, you know, the testosterone gets a little bit hold of them. But the uh, the, the more the more wily veterans, and I think you probably fall into that category now, mate, um, sort of remember what it's about. And, you know, as soon as you go off the field, you're kind of like, well, okay, well, that's done and dusted, right? Where, where's the nearest bar? What are we doing sort of thing? Yeah. Hundred percent, mate. You know, that's, that's like you said. That's what it's all about. At this level, mate. We, um, you know, yeah, we take it seriously when we're on the field, but, um, you know, what happens on the field stays on the field, mate, as they say. And you know, we're very much an advocate of that. Yeah, exactly right. The, the other couple, um, and we'll, we'll have a look sort of up into the valley, and that's Abba Main, mate. They're, they're an interesting one. Hearing talk that they've possibly picked up a few players from Abba Glasson that, um, who have uh, they've folded their men's side. So, uh, they're a pretty solid side. They're quite physical. Um, I have a real feeling that this C grade comp's gonna that's gonna be a, a fairly key descriptor of a lot of, of a lot of these matches is gonna be physicality. Yeah, look, um I haven't played Adam Main recently. I think two thousand nineteen when I was at Gloucester, I think we might have played against them. Um yeah, so I don't really know what to expect from them this year to be quite honest with you. Um it'll be good to see. I, I do remember playing out there, it wasn't wasn't a bad place to play. Uh, um yeah, see how we go, so. Yeah, and then we've got the couple of sides from down on the western side, like, or three sides. Um, Morissette, they've been a, a fixture in sort of the top three or four in the in the C grade competition over the last few years. Um, and then Dora Creek bringing in a second side. So obviously we know the, the dominant period that Dora Creek's had over the last four or five seasons in the A grade competition, winning a couple of titles and going close in other years. Um, you, you're not going to be able to underestimate them. And, and Morissette, you'd expect them to be fairly strong and competitive as well. Yeah, so I do remember playing Morissette. Um couple of years ago when I come back to the terrace that you know you get with them they're always they're always tough they love they love to get into the grind with you and just sort of grind out a win so you know obviously we're gonna we're gonna be in for a physical game when we come up against them um and I see with Dora Creek obviously you know they haven't played and I don't think they've had too many trials either so nobody really knows what they're gonna get but I see my old mate Mickey Edmonds down there captain coach so I um I can't imagine him not putting a, a team together that's gonna be half decent so yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see. We've we've got them this week down. Yeah, I was going to say you'd um, you be looking forward. So. You'd be looking forward to reuniting your uh, friendship with Mick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good to see him have a beer with him and and Mulber and and the boys, Brad, Brad and the boys down there on the A grade team. So yeah, it'd be good to catch up and, and have a beer after the game after we um hopefully give him a touch up. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Uh, the Thank other two well. teams that'll be interesting to see: Lakes United. We saw them in the Southern Conference last year, and they were putting a real run together towards the end of the year. Um, a real mixed bag. A few uh, wily veterans, including some ex-first graders, that after a few years off were making some cameo appearances. And I wouldn't be ruling out seeing a couple more uh, experienced heads pop up at different points during the year with Belmont South going by the wayside. But they also had a bunch of young young kids who were adding the uh, enthusiasm to the uh, the yin to the yang there. So they'll be dangerous. And a wobble hearing hearing reports that uh, again speaking of Belmont South that potentially Matt and Aaron Simon and a couple of other players have headed out there. So. If that's the case, mate, that'll be certainly one of the sides to watch as well. It's going to be a pretty stacked comp. 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, you know, obviously, we do seem to have, it seems to be, you know, sort of us and B grade that are carrying you know, a lot of teams this year. So, hopefully, it's a, it's a close comp and we don't have these blowouts that we've seen in, you know, previous years or in other grades. So, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season, not just for, from a terrorist perspective, but from a, you know, a Newcastle Hunter Rugby League perspective as well. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I think there's, you know, there's obviously some people expressed some concerns about A grade with a couple of teams potentially being uh, significantly, um, you know, superior on paper. And we, although we know footy's not played on paper at the early stage, again, you know, lots of rumours and innuendo, especially at that end of the competition, made about, you know, ex-NRL players and all these sorts, you know, from recent years turning out these sides. And as you and I both know, round one, round two, round three, when they actually turn up is when you actually find out because the same same names quite often get thrown around year in, year out. So we'll wait and see with some of those. But I think the B and the C grade, there's going to be some absolutely building encounters every weekend. And that's what you want. You want to turn up, have a good hard game, take the two points or not, um, and then have a beer afterwards. So I think B and C grade will deliver plenty of that and plenty of value for anyone that wants to rock up drink a blue can yeah. um, and grab a steak sandwich uh, on game day. Absolutely, mate. I mean, you know, even said that, you know, there is obviously a lot of XNRL sprinkled through the sprinkled through this competition. Um, you know, it's not the be all and end all, but, you know, you get a good bunch of guys with a solid skill set together that, you know, that have come, you know, locally. You look at Beresfield a couple of years ago, mate, they, um, you know, they knocked off, you know, they knocked off Door Creek in the grand final, mate. So, you know, yes, it is good to have these guys with that sort of level of experience. No one's, ever going to take that away from them but it's not the bill on end all and you know certainly certainly can be beaten on their day any of these things yeah like I said the game's not played on paper mate it's out there on the field and um, especially with this weather at the moment it's a uh, it's a bit of a leveler when you get out there on a bit of a, a bog and slows everyone down to Brook Roach's speed which is trouble if you're on the opposite team <laughs> absolutely mate I, I, was, I sort of you know with the, with, the, with the weather that we had yesterday and today you know being spectacular and Coming home from work, listening to the radio, and you know, they're predicting a heap of rain in the next couple of days. I'm a little bit concerned. Obviously, Dora Creek doesn't hold the field down there, doesn't hold water overly well. Um, they obviously caught the swamp for, for no reason. So, I'm, I'm really hoping we get on the on the paddock this week, mate, to be honest with you. Yeah, we're starting to run out of, run out of catch up weekends already, and it's only round two, so it's uh, a little bit ominous. And I know New, the two is Newcastle Rugby League's in a similar boat. We caught up with. Uh, one of the coaches there from uh, Harry Saker from Cessnock and similar sorts of things. Cessnock's been quite fortunate, but we're heading to round three and there's potentially sides that won't, if games get washed out at places like Townsend Oval, that won't have played any games in three rounds in, which is a real challenge then to get the workload through and even harder for the uh, amateur pub footy players, mate, as opposed to, you know, some of these semi-professional guys at that level. But fingers crossed, mate, we'll just well, wait, and, wait, wait and see. And whoever, whoever does get on this weekend is going to have some bumper crowds, I reckon, if there's only a scattering of games getting on. Absolutely, mate. Like, and even with our trials, like we had a perfect, we, we had a, a perfectly organised trials leading into the season. Like we had three organised. We had, um, you know, the first one we, we travelled to, or we were supposed to travel to to Foster to trial, um, to trial Foster. That got cancelled because of the weather. We we're lucky to get on the second one. Um, we had sort of half half a game trial against South and then Morpeth, and then our last trial against Karoo got cancelled again because of the weather. So, um, you know, we had three three lined up, we're lucky to get one. So, you know, we've gone, you know, and I know we're not the only ones, we've, we've gone pretty well all off-season with very limited amount of um, game time. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but, you know, I, I think, you know, we need, again, and, you know, I'm sure you'll you'll echo this, probably need to put it in perspective, you know, especially those guys on the North Coast and stuff. If, if the worst we're doing, missing some footy, like we'd love to get it back out there and, you know, stop just, everyone will be happy to stop listening to me talking in circles about footy's about to kick off, but... 
you know, <laughs> that, that's that's the, that's the the real pinch is, you know, things could be a lot worse. And, yeah, ideally we get some footy this weekend, but if we don't, probably not the end of the world. And at some point this rain will end. And, you know, if, if we end up having to catch up lots of games, then it just means that there's midweek footy for people to, you know, Oh, it's Wednesday afternoon at work. Oh, we better go down to down to Lakeside Oval tonight and have have a can on a Wednesday night and a steak singer and uh, watch the boys go around. So be it. Yeah, could be worse. Put it that way. Could be, could be worse. Good excuse to get out of the house on a Wednesday night if we have catch up games. But anyway, mate, let's let's quickly chat the Northern Conference before we have a quick mention of how your girls are shaping up. Um, again, a competition you'd be fairly familiar with, mate. Uh, down to nine teams, we see the. Uh, Stroud and Clarence Town, as uh, I heard someone nickname them the other day, the Clouds. So Clarence Town, Stroud. Um, we've got Gloucester, Patterson River, Karua, Morpeth, your men's side in your second side, Tea Gardens, Hinton, and Dungog. Are we expecting, obviously, you know, Clarence Town and Stroud have been strong individual sides this year. Are we expecting that side to be a, a bit of a powerhouse? Who else are you seeing as the danger teams in this competition? Um, or is it throw a blanket over the field this early in the year? Oh, look, you know, Definitely with Stroud and Clarence Town coming together, they you know they had some handy players, um, you know, in both teams last year. So with them combining, they're they're going to be definitely um, a team to be looking out for this year in that in that division. Um, Patterson, you, you always know what you get with Patterson. They they always seem to put together a, a handy team. Doesn't matter what grade they're in. You know, I remember even playing them back in A grade and B grade. Same thing. You know, they they're always strong. They're always tough. Um, lost stuff. I know me. You know me. I'll make Craigie Murray up there. Um, still running around. Um, I, I think they've got a team this year. Obviously, they, they must do if they put one in. I'm not sure about the numbers up there. Um, obviously, my big mate Steve Forrest is. I've, I've talked him into coming down and, and finish. He reckons it's his last year. He reckons. So I, he re- I reckon he's been saying that for a few years. I don't know if that's just me that's heard I that. But... Yeah, mate. I think it's more his missus telling him to come and play now. I've been on the mate for a while about coming to play at the terrace, and, and, he, and he assures me he reckons it's his last year this year. So. He wants to go out in the line. So, oh, that's that, that's, that's the edict, edict for you, mate. You've got to get him out on a high. But before we go a little bit yeah. further on, mate, can, I, I want to put something out there to the listeners of the show, and we've got quite a few that listen that are tied to this competition. It's always been booze with me that Patterson River are the only team, I think, in this competition that don't have a mascot. Oh, you know what? I've never thought about that. So I, I, I want to put it out there to fans of the show. Whether, and, you know, they can be serious. They can be, you know, a little bit uh, funny. Let's try and come up with a mascot for Patterson River. Um, you know, I'm sure some of the uh, some of the uh, opposition teams will have some great suggestions. But I'd love to, you know, I'd love to help Patterson River come up with a mascot because everyone else has got one. I don't know of another team in our competition that doesn't have one. They're just, you know, colloquially known as the River. Uh, I mean, that could be a mascot. It's a bit different. Uh, what about Patterson River Rats? Patterson River Rats. I don't mind that. Uh, what about? I know in the um, T20 cricket in Newcastle, there's a there's a team called Maitland Flood, Patterson River Flood. I don't know if that's in good taste at the moment, oh, yeah. um, but you know, just a few out there. Hey, this, this, you know, and again, you know, I mean, you could go for the obvious ones that you know are just team mascots already. But I think it needs to have a, have a bit of a tie to you know to Patterson or to something that sort of rhymes and runs. So we don't just want to hear you know Patterson River Storm or something. And you know, um, let's not try. Let's not be too offensive. But yeah, we'll throw it out there to any of the listeners of the show, and we might see if we can come up with a prize if someone can come up with something good and. We'll talk to the boys at Patterson yeah. River. I don't know if they'll embrace it officially, but we might have an unofficial mascot. <laughs> so that's a project for the show. I've actually got ties. Little known fact: I've actually got ties to the Patterson community. My my old girl lives up there. Now you got ties. You got really t- you got you got a finger in every pie in this competition. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much do, to be honest with you. That's what happens <laughs> when you're a likable lad like yourself, mate. But back to the teams, mate. Um, you've gone through a couple. I think there's, there's talk that uh, a man you'd know, I think, reasonably well, Mister Mister L Hickey, has uh, recruited reasonably well at Hinton as well. 
Yeah, I've seen that. I tried to talk him into coming up to Grafton with us as well, but um, he threw me every excuse under the sun. So I won't forget that one. Saving himself. Um, yeah, mate, I've seen a couple of photos up on Facebook. He looks like he's getting a, um, a fairly decent team together, which is good. Good for the community. Yeah, no, certainly. What about uh, the likes of the, the northern, the northern, more, the more northern teams, the uh, Karua and Tea Gardens? Are we expecting to see them go to the next level? I know Karua was sort of in amounts at mid table. Tea Gardens had a bit of a tough year last year, but um, you'd have to think a lot of their young blokes would be better for the year that they had last year and, and getting some footy under their belt. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I sort of been a little bit sort of kept me into the ground with Karua because obviously you know there's a lot of people in and out of Paris um, that play for Karua. And um, they've sort of been mentioned that I hadn't had too many numbers, but I heard yesterday that they had like 20 odd at training, which is it's good to see. It'll be a shame not to see them field a team. They're, they're, you know, again, you always know what you get with them. They're tough and they're they're physical, and you know, being from the terrace, it's always a it's always a great game when you play against them. You get the whether it be at Karoo or at the terrace, like you always get a, a good solid crowd and a bit of banter happening on the hill. And you know, again, you go and bash the hell out of one another on the field, and then come off and have a beer and a laugh after, mate doesn't get much better. Yeah, exactly um, with, right. We have Teagarden. Um, I know, I'm fairly certain um, Brendan Robertson's still up there. Uh, I heard he's starting to pick up a few other handy players up there. So, yeah, they may, they may be a bit of a surprise bucket this year, which, you know, and I hope they are. But, you know, yeah, they're a great club up there. I've, I've done, you know, seven or eight years up there, you know, back in the day. So, they're a really, really good club and I, I would like to see them succeed again. So, yeah, uh, I wish him all the best this year, actually. Mate, Rob, Robbo's a good bloke. Um, he, he sometimes, uh, his passions might get the better of him. I know he spent a couple of weeks on the sideline last year after uh, um, being an expressive human, we might say. Uh, but a good guy, <laughs> mate. He's kept me on my toes when I've refereed, but always been really good to me. And look, he's a good leader for the club. If he can you know, channel his stuff to footy and use some of his contacts to get a few blokes up there, then they've got some good pieces around it. Like I, I refereed him and touched him a couple of times last year. And they were in every game, even like, you know, um, I think, uh, when Stroud went over there, and you know Stroud was sort of coming second or so, and they were coming last, and they had they had Stroud got out, you know, a few tries early, and you thought, oh, geez, this is going to be a blowout. Then all of a sudden, T Gardens, they're just a gritty side. That you know, they weren't the most the most flashy, the prettiest, any of that, but they were gritty. Um, they, you know, if they draw another team into their niggle, then you know you you can get yourself rattled very quickly and find yourself on the wrong end of the scoreline. So hopefully, we see some improvement up there, and it's it's always a good trip on a Sunday, Arvo, up to uh, up to T Gardens. So we hope they go well, mate. Finally, the uh, the remaining sides are Morpeth and Dungog, mate. What, what are we expecting there? Dungog will, will be a lot of the same crew, Matty Hinton and Co. I would suggest, and and Morpeth look they'll, they'll continue to improve. Yeah, look, we had a we had a trial against Morpeth. Um, well, the only trial that we got in, after, we played them directly after we played South, and we had we did have well, we had like fifteen out, so we did have a good hit out against them, mate. I was, you know, pretty impressed with the level they were at. So they'll definitely be competitive this year in that in that grade, certainly. Um, and Dungog, again, you know, with Matty Hinton running around and, and the boys, they've always sort of got, you know, the core of that team sort of stays the same and has, you know, has done for the last, you know, five, six years. And, you know, it's like going out there, mate, it's very, very difficult to get a win up in Dungog. I don't care who you are. So, mate, yeah, they'll, they'll be up the top again, that's for sure. Especially, especially when they do those Friday nights in the middle of you know June and July, and it's bloody freezing oh, cold and, and freezing, and all you can smell is the canteen. I know as a referee, I don't know as a player, but you know all you can smell is the canteen, and I'm just thinking, and the food there is good too. So that's all I'm thinking about when I'm out there refereeing. I'm just like, can we just get get through these eighty minutes? Because I want to get up there and uh, you know smash you a couple of pies or a uh, steak sanger. So yeah, well, I, what the part that got me was all the all the guys on the crowd 
they have their big fire pit out there and the hay bales and they're sitting up there. I thought, gee, that was like a good time. I wouldn't mind getting up there myself. That's, that's what you've got to look forward to in about 15 years when you retire, mate. <laughs> oh, my mom is into me every year. She might she might slow up a little bit now because she's playing. I was, I was, about, I was, about, I was about to say, that's a perfect segue, mate, to the fact that you've... Uh, You've been really wise this year, which is, you know, not often what we say about footballers, but you've managed to bring your other half into the club as a player with your one of your two ladies' league tag teams. So, perfect segue, mate. The ladies' league tag, absolute bulk numbers out there at the Terrace. Mate, we, um, we're, we're super, super, not, I wouldn't say surprised, but, mate, we're, as, as I mentioned off-air, you know, the Ravens team that we had last year is pretty well unchanged, so they'll remain in B grade. Um, we, we just had that many numbers interested in signing up and, you know, as a committee with the direction that we've sort of chosen to take the club, we, we want to be a community-based club that, you know, that, that will have anybody and mate, we've got 21 girls registered in our C-grade league tag team, you know, and more girls want to come on board, you know, on a weekly basis. So, mate, it's, it's really, really pleasing to see and, you know, my missus comes home, you know, pretty well every Tuesday and Thursday and just, she just won't shut up about how good it is, mate. She absolutely loves it, you know, and that's great to see, you know, from a from a footy perspective. It's it's awesome that you know these girls in the area, you know, now want to get involved. You know, not only you know, it's one of the days where girls would just be involved to you know work in a canteen or a beer shed or something like that, mate. You know, they they um they really really want to get on the field and play, and mate, it's great that you know the club can facilitate that at such um such high numbers. Certainly is, mate. Great to see, and undoubtedly, you know, I haven't really pieced together all the draws together, but if you're getting game days where you've got three or four sides at home, it makes a real, you know, that community word, as you said, like it's a real day out. And the other thing that's a good alignment, looking at the draws, like I'm just looking like this weekend, both of you, you know, your, your D-grade side, so your Northern Conference side and your C-grade league tag are both away at Morpeth, and I know that's been a focus of the competition organised to try and create those alignments where they can, which is a challenge with the uneven numbers and all these sorts of pieces, but... It's really great to see when you get those opportunities. Undoubtedly, probably the same when you get to play tea gardens is that you get to have that double header, which makes a real, you know, it's almost like those those days of grade footy um, that the Terrace used to have where you get a couple of sides at home or a couple of sides away playing against the same club. It's, you know, really makes it a day of rivalry of it rather than sort of, you know, oh, we're playing this team in A grade and we're playing this team in, oh, sorry, in C grade and this team in Northern Conference and you're all at far-flung corners of the universe. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Like I said, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think we've come leaps and bounds as a club over the last sort of 12 months. You know, as I mentioned off air, we've we've, we've more than doubled the size of the club in um, in in 12 months. Like we've gone from one male team, one female team, and you know, just having enough numbers to get us through to um, to now having 55, 58 folks registered in the male, and you know, up near 40 registered in the female. So. We're we're looking at you know members playing members at the club of up of, of upwards of a hundred people so that we um we yeah we've we've tried really hard in the background to make this all work and I think we're in for a really good season this year across the board. No, great to hear, mate. As I said, you know one of those clubs that obviously been through some 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 I guess down times after the the heights of you know going back to the early two thousands playing in Newcastle Rugby League Grand Finals and stuff in first grade so. Great to see, and you know, there's been some consistent pieces or returning pieces there, which I think is always good too to have that tie back. And we talked about it off the air, so really great to see, mate. And looking forward to um, certainly sampling some um, blue cans and steak sangers during the year on the hill at Lakeside over myself, mate. It's a it's a ground that's 
you know, it's only a little scoot from me from where I am, and I, and I enjoy getting over there knowing a few of the guys like yourself and Brooke. So we wish you all the best for you, mate. Thank you for coming on today and uh, giving us sort of half an hour of your time. And, uh, yeah, again, look forward to catching up during the year, and best of luck to all four of your sides. Hopefully you're uh, all heading deep into the season when we next catch up. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on again. A big thanks to Luke there. Always a uh, welcome guest on the show and always happy to uh, talk at length about uh, the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League, a very passionate uh, rugby league man. And the Terrace are lucky to have him involved in their committee, coaching and playing up there in 2022, undoubtedly with the stewardship of himself and Brooke Roach and some of those other uh, returning people at the Terrace. The club will continue to go from strength to strength as we've seen this year with their four sides. Also, a big thanks to Harry Saker with his uh, contribution to the show. Great to have him on and uh, great to see the work he's doing with the Cessnock Goannas, uh, stepping in in his first senior captain coaching role. And, of course, uh, to our stats man, he couldn't be with us this week, but Josh Spiegelman, a big thank you to you for jumping on uh, with the notes, mates, and sending them through so that we could have that contribution that uh, we, uh, we've sorely missed last week. So, again, make sure to jump onto our social media channels, Castle AUS on Facebook, Castle AU on Instagram and on Twitter. Most of the activity, Facebook and Twitter, but there is a Facebook and Instagram, sorry, there's a little bit on Twitter as well from time to time. So get involved, engage with us there. As I talked about in the intro, we are going to be running a competition. That competition is to come up with the unofficial mascot of the Patterson River Rugby League Club. So we'd love to hear your suggestions, hand-drawn um, Mascot pictures are, are strongly encouraged or logos. Uh, so look forward to that and hopefully we can uh, get, get around the Patterson boys and um, get that happening and see if they'll embrace an unofficial mascot for the show. Uh, we've got a few other little surprises uh, involving some clubs and their participation during the year, including honouring a couple of uh, stalwarts of the competitions uh, with some little mementos. So we'll get to those later in the year and make sure to share those with you. If you've got anyone in your club reaching a milestone, uh, by all means, reach out to us and let us know. Uh, we love to give credit where credit's due, especially to some of the stalwarts of our competitions, even all the way down the grades, whether it's men's ladies league tag or tackle, let us know. It's uh, great to support those who have been uh, long-serving contributors to clubs and competitions. So we look forward to doing that during the year. Uh, as always, uh, hopefully you can get out to your footy this weekend. Uh, looking forward to touch wood. There being a few games at least getting on the paddock, if not all of them. Uh, make the most of the opportunity if you do get down there. Enjoy the uh, the blue cans, the steak sangers, and whatever else might take your fancy as well. as hopefully some high-quality footy action. And uh, make sure to shoot us your shots from around the grounds and uh, some notes on who you've seen and what you've seen. And, and we'll make sure to include that in the show. Best ways to do that are via direct message on Instagram. Slide into our DMs or drop us a note on Facebook. Happy to have uh, the more contributors, the better. Um, and certainly keen to get you involved. If your club would like to be involved in League Castle, then make sure to reach out to us as well, and we can see who we can get on from your club, uh, as is applicable, and happy to try and get some more guests on the show. But again, a big thanks for tuning in. Make sure to get down to the footy this week and support your local club. Enjoy the weekend, and we will catch you next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, it's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lead Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.